Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Night Zookeeper. Finding educational games that balance fun and learning is tough. I find that they are either just a game and not educational at all, or they fail to keep kids' attention. Night Zookeeper is a special game that focuses on writing, one of my favorite things. I have watched both my kids play Night Zookeeper, and I was impressed with the production value, how they built an entire story to get the kids started, and I was impressed with how the educational elements are so seamlessly integrated in the activities that the kids do within the app. Night Zookeeper has high replay value. My kids keep asking to play, and I don't mind saying yes. Click the link in the show notes to get 50% off the Night Zookeeper experience. Now on to some shoutouts. Avery and Archie are big fans. They shared some pretty great artwork. I think if you two were characters in the valley, you would be treasure hunters who roam the valley with treasure maps in search of long-lost riches and artifacts. And some of the artifacts you find give you magical powers. Thanks for listening, Avery and Archie. Reed and Rory love listening to the stories. I think if you two were characters on the podcast, you would be spin shifters. Characters who have special shape-shifting magic, so that when they spin around, they can change their appearance to look exactly like someone or something else. Thanks for listening, Reed and Rory. Dominic Schmidt shared an awesome drawing of Tatiana. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be a special kind of wizard that can give other people special powers. And people would come to you from all over to get powers. Thanks for listening, Dominic. Louie from Wendell, Massachusetts, emailed in with a great question about Goose's dog, Buster. I appreciate that question, Louie. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be an ice ninja who has freezing powers and can create sheets of ice to slide on and travel super fast. Thanks for listening, Louie. Before I start today's story, I want to say thank you to patrons Evelyn and Bryant. They shared some pretty incredible ideas for this new series. I think you are going to love their characters and the story they helped create. Thanks, Evelyn and Bryant. Today's episode is titled The Anti-Pirates, Part 1. 
After June left on Home River, the ninjas snuck back out of Troll Mountain. They made their way through Elmwood and back to the docks. The ninjas kept a close watch over Stella, curious to know what curse she received from the soothsayer. The ninjas all piled into the little boat they borrowed and began their long journey back to the valley. So, we're going to stop and give this boat back to that old guy in that burned-out town? asked Ben-Ben as he managed the sails of the quick little boat. Yeah, answered Tatiana. We give the boat back and find a ride to the valley. What about the 1,000? asked Stella, referring to the awful pirate gang that had been terrorizing the area recently. Well, I'm hoping we can get back to the valley without running into them, Tatiana began. Then we round up all the ninjas we can find. We put the word out that we are looking to staff a new dojo, an island dojo out here that can patrol all these little islands and keep the pirates at bay. We'll train them up if we need to and establish a permanent defense out here. Well, that's all good and well, but it doesn't really do much for the area right now, said Bulis. I agree, but we can't fight off all the 1,000, can we? asked Tatiana. The other ninjas thought about it, and they knew Tatiana was right. Generally, the ninja's main strategy is just fight the bad thing. But now, the bad thing was too big for the four of them. The area needed a more permanent solution, and Tatiana's plan was just that. So they sailed along quickly in their little borrowed boat. Finally, they had the island in their sights. Tatiana could see it through her telescope. The little harbor town was on the other side of the island, blocked from view by the jungle. All right, there it is, said Tatiana. Maybe they'll let us keep the boat, or maybe we'll need to hitch a ride from someone else. I don't know. Let's go see how it shakes out. It's going to shake out bad, Tatiana, said Bulis, looking behind them through a telescope. Yep, real bad, agreed Stella, looking through her telescope out the side of the boat. Tatiana spun around and noticed little dots in the distance all around them. Each little dot on the water was a ship. A pirate ship. Oh, nuts, said Tatiana. They must have been waiting for us to come back this way. Ben-Ben pushed this boat to the limit. We gotta get to that island before the pirate ships get to us. The ninjas did what they could to reach the island quickly. But they were surrounded. The pirate ships got bigger and bigger in their telescopes until they were clearly visible with the naked eye. We're not going to make it, said Ben-Ben. They got us at every angle. There are too many of them. It doesn't matter that our ship is faster if we're surrounded. We're going to need to abandon ship and swim for it. Swim for it? We're still too far away for that, said Tatiana. Stella, can you teleport us all to the island? Maybe, Stella squinted to the island, estimating the distance. She lifted her hands to focus her magic, and the other ninjas scrambled to grab their adventure bags. But before Stella could try and teleport anyone anywhere, the unmistakable boom of cannon fire filled the air. The cannonball zipped toward their little ship with a high-pitched hissing sound. Jump! yelled Ben-Ben. The ninjas all leaped out of the boat and into the water just before it exploded into a mess of splintered wood and fire. The ninjas emerged from beneath the surface of the ocean, gasping for air. The pirate ships cut through the water, all headed right for the ninjas. 
Without speaking, they made for the nearby island, swimming as fast as they could. But they knew they would likely be captured. It was too far to the island, and the ships were closing in too fast. But still, they had to try. As they kicked and pushed through the water, Bulis felt herself being lifted up out of the ocean. What is this? What's going on? She said as a mysterious surface appeared beneath her and lifted her out of the water. It was like a, a big squishy gray surfboard. Bulis turned and noticed that it had a tail and it was shooting through the water at great speed. Ben-Ben grabbed onto this big speeding life raft thing to hitch a ride. It's a manatee, he called out to Bulis. We're riding on a manatee. Bulis could only shake her head in amazement and disbelief and hang on for the ride. They looked behind and noticed the same thing was happening to Stella and Tatiana. They were being lifted out of the water like some sea creature was swimming under them to give them a ride. A much-needed ride since these animals were swimming way faster than the ninjas. The animal helping out Tatiana and Stella was easily recognizable as a hammerhead shark. Easily the biggest hammerhead shark any of them had ever seen. As these two sea creatures blasted through the ocean, heading right for the island, the ninjas looked back at the pirate ships and all around them. They saw other figures down in the water below but couldn't quite make them out. Soon they reached the beach. The manatee and hammerhead shark could go no further. The ninjas stepped off the sea creatures and into the shallow, sandy water of the beach. Uh, thanks, I guess, said Ben-Ben to the manatee. Should, should, should we give him a treat or something? A treat? No, Ben-Ben, we should get out of sight before we get blasted by more cannonballs. Come on, said Bulis. The ninjas all rushed into the leafy jungle of the island. Tatiana turned to look back and guess how far away the pirates were and how much time they had. She guessed they had five, maybe ten minutes, since it would take a bit for the pirates to actually make land with their huge ships. Before Tatiana rushed into the jungle to follow the other ninjas, she noticed something rising up out of the water. She had no weapons, since everything got blown away out into the ocean when the cannonball hit the ship. She reached down and grabbed a large conch shell, ready to fight whatever was coming for her out of the ocean. She did not end up attacking, though, since it was two kids and a literal baby that emerged from under the water and walked up onto the beach like it was nothing. Tatiana had fought a lot of different creatures in her time, but she was not about to blast some kid in the face with a conch shell. Tatiana did take a few steps back, though, unsure of the intentions of these strange ocean kids. Who are you? Tatiana asked. What, what do you want? The girl, the one who looked the oldest, simply walked up to Tatiana and commented, Cool shell. We should get out of sight of those cannons, though. They'll be in range soon. The third child, who seriously looked like a baby, approached Tatiana and said, Hi. Tatiana made a face and looked down at the baby. Uh, hi. She looked back up to the two older kids and explained, I'm sorry, I I'm not much of a baby person, you know. Uh, what is going on here? We're saving you, said the boy. Or, I guess we already saved you. You all were dead in the water back there. Come on. The two kids continued into the jungle. 
Tatiana began walking to follow them and noticed that one of her legs felt considerably heavier than the other. She looked down and noticed that the baby had latched onto her leg and was sitting on her foot. She looked down at it and it looked back up at her with a smile and said, Hi. Um, yes, hi. Tatiana looked back up to the older kids. Hey, hey, wait, wait up, your baby, he's like, he's like got me. The girl turned around and said, Oh yeah, Landry just wants a ride. Just walk like normal and he'll hang on. Hurry up, slowpoke. But I don't want to give him a ride, said Tatiana. So tell him that, said the girl. Tatiana looked down at the baby and said, I'm sorry, okay, I don't give baby rides. You know, babies are not my thing. It's more Bulisa's thing. So just slide off my leg and I'll introduce you to her here in the jungle. The little baby looked up and repeated, Hi, Tatiana grumbled, looked back at the pirate ships still closing in and realized that this was something she would have to deal with in the jungle. Annoyed, she clomped through the sand with little baby Landry hugging her leg until she caught up with the rest of the ninjas. She caught back up with the ocean kids just as the ninjas were noticing them. The group was well concealed by the thick trees and vines and bushes. Ben-Ben, Bulis, and Stella turned and stood in surprise at Tatiana and some random kids walking up with her. Ben-Ben pointed down at Tatiana's leg. Hey, you got a baby on your leg, Ben-Ben said. Hi, said the baby. That's Landry, said the girl, and I'm Evelyn, and this is Bryant. Where did you come from? asked Stella. I didn't see you on the beach. Can you explain those animals that saved us? We came from the ocean, and those animals are our sidekicks. They helped out. We noticed the pirates and the explosion and everything, said Evelyn. They literally walked out of the ocean, said Tatiana to the other ninjas, like they can breathe underwater probably or something. She looked down to her foot where the baby was still hanging on tightly. Seriously, how, how do I get the baby off my leg? Landry the baby looked up to Tatiana and repeated, Hi. Yeah, I know, hi. Is that the only thing he can say? asked Tatiana. Yeah, he is just a baby after all, said Bryant. And such a cute little baby, said Bulis in baby talk. She walked over to Tatiana and reached down to pick up Landry. Come up here, sweetie. Landry raised his hands up to Bulis and she lifted him up into her arms. Aren't you just the sweetest little thing, she said. Okay, what's going on here, said Tatiana. We know about the 1000 and everything, but who are you kids and your, your sidekick sea creatures? Yeah, well, we've been trying to deal with these pirates, you know, began Evelyn, but we haven't had much luck. There's a thousand of them, interrupted Bryant. It's so many, we're way outnumbered. But we saw you get blasted out of the water by them, continued Evelyn. Normally, they just board your boat and take all your stuff. We figured they must really not like you. And we thought, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing? Well, the 1000 is certainly our enemy, said Ben-Ben. And they are definitely upset with us for stealing one of their ships recently. We were going to return to this area and set up a dojo to, like, control things out here. But the pirates forced our hand by blowing up our ship, said Bulis. It wasn't even our ship, actually. Someone let us borrow it. Yeah, well, it looks like the 1000 is certainly on their way here, said Evelyn. And I don't think there are any boats here, said Ben-Ben. 
we borrowed the last one, and it just got blown up. So we'll need to make a stand here until we find another way, said Tatiana. Let's start by getting through the jungle here to the other side of the island. The remains of that town are over there and they might have something useful for us. The ninjas and these new strange ocean kids hustled through the thick jungle of this little island, hoping there was some help waiting for them on the other side. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and questions and whatever to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com and find hours and hours more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.